Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. All right, Doug, we have quite the rock star group today. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think people forgot about our breakfast talk we had a few episodes ago yeah. about the oats. Yeah. Well, we brought the oats back. We got the OD Ambassador Team Series rolling again. I love it. And we're actually going to talk to two of our newest ambassadors to the program this year, which I'm super excited about. So good morning, Shay. Good morning. All right. Yeah. And we also have Evan. Good morning, Evan. Good morning. Thanks for having us. You got it. I know it's super early out in California, but we appreciate you guys taking some time to talk with us a little bit and get to know a little bit more about you and have our listeners understand kind of the world that you guys are working within. So let's get this started. Evan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, your background in the plumbing industry and, you know, still pretty young, 23, right? So I'm 22 still. Yeah. 22. Man. 22. I think I have boots older than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it. So and tell us a little bit about how you got into plumbing and your career path so far. Yeah. My brother-in-law actually brought me into the industry. I'm uh, a different sort of plumber. Most people would start out like as an apprenticeship, kind of learning new construction, but he had a need for a service technician. And so he brought me directly into that world. And uh, I never really saw that new construction side of plumbing. Um, so I've been doing it for like four years with him. Before that, I just had a landscaping job doing, we had installed like sprinklers and patios, retaining walls, stuff like that. And so I knew that I wanted to work with my hands, but uh, I knew I didn't really want to be outside all day sure. and doing that sort of intensive labor. And so um, he brought me in and ever since I started working with tools and and doing the plumbing side, I, I really love that uh, aspect of the trades versus just hard manual labor, obviously. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty cool. I love it. Got a family bring in through, right? You said that you had that representation and someone that says, hey, you know, come and try this out for a little bit, which is great. So, Shay, you transitioned from working in plumbing supplies to becoming a licensed service plumber. Share a little bit about your background and what inspired you, you know, really to jump into a plumbing career. Well, um, you know, I got in late, so I got into the trade late. I'm 37, and uh, you know, I kind of had a rough go in life. Sure, I was a little bit of a knucklehead. Did a bunch of different jobs. But yeah, I, I had started back in Home Depot's heyday in the plumbing department back when awesome. our journeymen were all up in it, and so you know, I had a real good foundation laid of residential service with. I used to have a really good training program too that that you know you'd sit in front of a computer and learn all different types of plumbing for like two weeks straight eight hours a day and then so it laid a really good foundation um and there came a point towards the end of that time where i was just kind of going through some personal like discovery sure. and learning more about like my faith and 
I stepped away and I actually got involved in, um, in like these ministries where I would lead groups for addicts and I got involved with um, an organization when me and my wife, we went to Shreveport, Louisiana. There's a there's this place called The Hub and they deal with like victims of human trafficking mm. and those who struggle in poverty. And I got involved in that ministry where I was uh, going there once a week and and during that time, like all that stuff was very rewarding, but our time in Louisiana was coming to an end. And this dude I was going to church with, my friend, he was a mechanical plumber, or he is a mechanical plumber in the union. And uh, I was talking with him, and I was like, yeah, man, I, you know, I worked in the plumbing department for like, you know, I was, in, I was at Home Depot for like eight years. Yeah. And uh, I loved it, you know, and I got family members who are all electricians. But I'm like gravitating towards plumbing. <laughs> I can only imagine yeah. the dinner conversations yeah. that happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. No, we're all cool. But uh, but yeah, I was talking with him. And he's like, well, you know, I, I can probably give you a reference to the union. Because we were moving to Dallas at that time. And uh, so he was a reference for me and got me connected. And so I went into the local 100 in Dallas and had that uh, conversation and that's how I got into it. I joined the union and I uh, entered in with uh, Roger Wakefield's company. Yeah. Yep. We were uh, just service. So I, I, I'm like Evan, don't have any new construction. I pretty much learned all service. So, um, and that was kind of my introduction into the actual trade. So I had a good foundation laid for like basic boiler repair and stuff sure. like that. But yeah, I entered in through that way. Well, you know, I was going to go right into the Roger Wakefield experience. Um, you know, will you tell me a little bit about what that was like? Because I'm sure you probably worked with him during some time that he it was just Roger Wakefield Service Company. And then he's kind of catapulted into this, you know, plumbing yeah. icon now uh, through his YouTube and content. So tell me a little bit about how he and, and that group really impacted your career. Um. Well, I mean... So yeah, I, I got to see it. I got to see the rise. Yeah. <laughs> so when when I started, he was already making videos in his office. Um, you know, the basic of like he was making a lot of videos at that time of the you know choosing your career path in plumbing, the difference between new construction service, um, you know, union, non-union, all that. And uh, yeah, I was a part of the team, and I got to see. Him starting to really like get serious with it. Sure. And so um, there was a period, there was, there was a one video. So I'm, he had a, like a little social media team and they made, they ended up making a video on um, DIY, like a real plumber reacts to DIY toilet plunge or something with like cellophane wrap or yeah. I think it was something like that. Well, that video went viral. Oh my gosh. It went viral and everyone was so stoked. Like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> popping off right now. Like during live time, he had shot from like 30,000 subscribers to like 50,000 subscribers in one weekend. Wow. And then like two weeks later, it shot up another 20 and then he just kept going from there. Yeah. So it was cool to see like the evolution. That was kind of like a real turning point um, because from there, that's when we started to see him get connected with Ferguson on like a professional level. Sure. Um, and then just, you know, everything grew out of that. Take care. And then from that point, how it affected me 
was he ended up getting some new guys and there's this dude austin uh he doesn't work with him anymore but he would always encourage me because i was watching videos like i like to watch the videos yeah and uh there were guys that i would watch actually doing plumbing work service work old timers like chuck Barron and uh steve lab and guys like that and he also kept telling me man dudes want to see plumbing yeah like, they want to see plumbing why don't you make videos well i don't know dude <laughs> And they, he also actually inspired me to start, you know, recording my work. So, yeah. Uh, one of the, it's one of the social media guys. So yeah, that, that inspired me to start doing it. And it actually makes my job more fun. That's why I do it. Yeah. Like I have fun doing and recording and stuff like that. So. Well, and that's what it should be, right? It should be that it's a fun uh, thing. Not that it, it is, you know, something feel like additional work when you have to go home and do it. For so, sure. Similar to Roger Wakefield. I mean, you both of you have some pretty impressive following uh, and also have had a couple. I, mean, I know, Evan, you've had a couple of videos that have gone viral. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you both came to such big presence on social and in the plumbing community? You know, maybe, Evan, you kind of kick it off of how that's transitioned for you. Yeah, I kind of, my first video was posted sort of as a joke between my wife because um, she would spend a lot of time watching TikToks and whatnot. And I saw these young kids that didn't have to work anymore because they're making TikToks. And so I thought, well, <laughs> I can post a video. I'll, I'll make videos. And, and that was kind of my start was just throwing a video up. And that one got, I think right now it's at like 480,000 something views. But that kind of catapulted me and kind of motivated me to keep posting them, stay consistent, because I got that that first video is okay, but you need followers. You need right. to keep putting out that consistent content. And so my goal from the start was to post one video a day. And at first, I just started doing it on TikTok. Um, but eventually, I got to talking with other people uh, kind of on the online community that did the same thing. And so I would talk with um, Boston Plumbing Monster, if you guys know oh, him. Yeah. He was mm -hmm. actually a huge mentor to me. Just, you know, we would talk back and forth about, hey, you can make money doing this or you can make money doing that on this platform. And so eventually I got to um, four platforms. I got Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And um, my most recent platform is YouTube. I started posting there consistently about one year ago. And now it's grown to like my biggest platform. So I think that is the biggest determining factor is just your consistency. How even if it's only, you know, one video a week or three videos a week, you just got to stay consistent and right. stay motivated and you can have success doing it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How about you, Shay? Yeah, yeah I, I, he, he nailed that on consistency because I felt that there were times where I would just get so burnt like i get frustrated and i just stopped making videos for like two weeks i just sat on footage and yeah it my momentum got crushed yeah um yeah i i pretty much was just making videos and um i was intentionally making videos kind of for guys like me who would kind of wake up i i kind of had a routine especially in the beginning of my plumbing career where I would wake up and pop on plumbing videos to kind of like motivate me. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I found motivation in it. So I, I started with making those videos um, kind of like for guys like me who would wake up and want to watch a plumbing video or just check out what plumbing's like if they're interested. 
Yeah, you know, I have a question for the guys because, you know, to me, they're younger guys and that's what we're trying to do. Well, we're, well they kind of are from you, Doug. <laughs> the, you know, we're, 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 I mean, we're trying to make sure. Me too. We're trying to make sure that that's what our show is encouraging, you know, young yeah. people in the trades. So, Evan, you interest me because uh, of your age, you know, 22 years old. I'll tell you about my first service call real quick. I went to a lady's house. I was there to snake out a drain. She asked me if I knew what the heck I was doing. I said, oh, sure, I've done hundreds of these. I put my bucket underneath the sink. I pulled the P-trap off or the J-bin. I dumped it in the sink and water ran everywhere. Okay. So <laughs> lost, all, <laughs> lost all credibility. Yeah. My question to you guys, you know, being younger guys, do you, have a, do you have a lot of people to question that and say, hey, you know, how the heck do you really know what's going on? You know, you haven't had enough time in the field. You know, do you get that? And then if you do, how do you address it? Oh, yeah. I've had this one lady stand with her arms across the door frame, acting like she wasn't going to let me into her house. And she's oh, going, geez. how long have you been doing this? And, of course, <laughs> I told her uh, a little white lie and told her four years. This was a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always would just say that I, I've been doing it longer than I have. Um, and that's just to make the customer feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when even when I first started posting videos, I didn't really want to get my face because I thought I would get more negativity and more hate just from my age alone. And I've kind of gotten over that at this point, but um, yeah, it definitely is something that people look at you at the so supply house and think, how did this guy <laughs> yeah. how did he get his own van already? Like he looks, yeah. Yeah. Shay, what about um, but, you? Uh, for me, you know, what, once I actually tell him I'm 37 or, you know, when I was, cause I started, I started in the trade when I was 32. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I do, Sometimes in person too, I do look younger than. than I would have I never am. guessed so what, you were thirty-seven. That's why I asked because I'm looking yeah. at you on the screen here, and I'm like, "There's no way." Twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when I when I tell them my age, I usually get the blowback. <laughs> the head back. Oh, okay. Okay. It's you that know? good California life, right? It is. Yeah, it is, bro. Me, that's like me. I always tell my husband I'm twenty-nine forever. You look 29. Yeah, thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, when you're doing your videos and stuff like that, and you're sharing conversation with people all over the United States, I know one of the difficult things I have here at Odie, being in my position, is communicating with people in different regions. Because there might be something we do here in Ohio. Well, there is things we do here in Ohio that aren't done in other regions. How do you communicate those messages? And then when you get the blowback on that, you know, how do you extinguish it quickly? So one of the challenges I have here at Odie is I work with people all over the United States and international. So there's things we do here in Ohio that aren't done in other regions. So my question to you guys are when you're creating your content, you know, and you're getting blowback saying, Hey, what are you talking about? That's not how you do that kind of stuff. You know, how do you handle that, you know, to diffuse it? And, you know, do you give explanation on, you know, why you're showing that? I think in the beginning, man, I know personally, I, I started to address those things. Like I had videos with, uh, like I was working on gas and, uh, tons of dudes from New York would just fire off about street fittings and, you know, yeah. and at first, you know, I would, I would respond back like, well, it's legal in my area. You know, it's, it's code in my area. And, uh, it gets to the point where if, it's a lot, you know, at the first one or two, I might address it like, well, you know, in my area this is what we do, blah, blah, blah. But if it starts becoming one, like one of those videos where 
every other comment is like not legal in my area or you know just making stupid comments i will sometimes i'll do like a light troll back where i just do like a smiley face upside down or <laughs> or like you know I'll yeah have fun with it <laughs> you know like cool man that's great <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should teach me more, you know, yeah. something stupid. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, kill them with kindness. Yeah. Evan, what about you? Uh, I think I had a lot of uh, water heater videos early on, and we would use, like, um, flexible gas, flexible water connectors. And I didn't know there was any other way, but everybody was telling me, you're a hack for hooking them up <laughs> like that. Yeah. And they need to be hard piped. That's uh -huh. not legal. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I really address them in, like, my voiceovers or anything, but sometimes I'll comment back or um, luckily I have a pretty good following of people that know me. And so they'll just say, hey, you know, he's in California. This is how it's done. Yeah. Or I'll have something in, like, an attic, a water line in an attic or in a crawl space. And they say, that's going to freeze. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they yeah, forget here. Point, I just kind of roll with it. Yeah, they forget here on the uh, East Coast in the Midwest that you guys could wake up any morning with the ground moving under you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. More worried about stuff boiling than freezing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So the both of you um, work with a number of brands as ambassadors or programs or influencers. You know, how do you go about working with brands? What are some of the things you take into consideration when partnering with a brand? Um, what are some of the things you can tell listeners about? So for me, I, I just got to believe in the product um, I got to be using it already. You know, I do get hit up occasionally by other companies and small companies and I don't really do, I don't say or commit to anything. Like I may try some of the stuff out, but, um, I can't commit to anything unless I like fully believe in it. Right. And, uh, I don't want to just, you know, be a part of something for free stuff. Uh, so that's really what it comes down to me. Like, does the is the company making quality stuff? Because that's what I'm big on. Even though people in my videos say otherwise, like <laughs> in quality, uh, you know, high quality work and high quality customer service. So yeah, it's got it's got to fall into that. Range. Yeah, it's got to match your personal brand and your company brand. Makes sense. Yeah, I think when I first started out, there's like that excitement of like, oh, I get a free product whatever right um but i found it harder to make a good video using it like whether it's a, a tool that you wouldn't normally use or something like that and i just found that they didn't perform as well so same thing with shay like I'll, I'll try to use stuff that i'm already using and just reach out to that brand to see if they want to partner for free products stuff like that um with rigid i've done a bunch of work and i didn't really work with them before or i didn't use their tools before working with them but everybody was telling me to buy them and sure. use them so that was kind of my one uh, exception to that rule um but it gets to be a lot like it's a lot of commitment to work with all these different brands and they all want me to post a certain amount of times for a week or month and uh, i just get kind of careful about what else i want to take on is it something that i really um, value do i really want to stand behind their product and represent them really? yeah well, I'm going to kind of draw this out a little bit longer. Maybe you can tell people, because obviously this is a yearly program with the ambassador program, but what was one of the reasons that you thought the ambassador program from Odie was a good fit? And then why, now that you're in the program, do you believe in the program? 
Well, I mean, I was using so much OD product already. Like, I'm like, man, if I can get on this team, like this crew, it's going to be perfect because there's no other stuff that I was using as much as I was OD. Sure. And like, sure. and not, and not just OD, but like, you know, the vast umbrella of everything you guys are over. And, uh, and then when I was looking at the team members from the previous years, I'm like, man, they, I, all these guys are so rad. Like the, <laughs> they like are. the, the squad is cool. So that means like the people over in leading this thing got to be cool. So that's what led me to kind of reach out and be like, man, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if I'm eligible for this thing, man. <laughs> so yeah, but then, and then when getting in with you guys and then meeting you guys, like the ambassador fest was huge for me too. Cause I got to meet you guys in person and just see the whole vibe of Odie and man, like, I, I want to stay on this grave. I want to stay on this train <laughs> as long as I can, man. You guys are so cool. And uh, it's, it's just a blessing to be a part of what you guys are doing and all the innovation. It's really cool. Thanks, Shay. Appreciate that. Yeah, before, before I applied to the OD Ambassadors um, program, I thought I was just using like OD glue and OD boxes. I had no idea I was using OD tape, OD dope, OD leak detector, all that. So same thing with Shay. Like you guys are much bigger than you appear uh, just as OD, you guys have those other brands that are high quality and, and represent you as well. Yeah, I think um, being a part of the program was awesome, but being in Cleveland um, just set like a whole different standard for what OD means and, and what you guys are. So um, just all the staff at OD when I we went to the headquarters was yep. amazing to, to meet and talk to. That's great. Well, I appreciate it. Um, so as we kind of wrap out a little bit of our conversation today, I think we could both uh, sit here for hours and talk to you guys, but I know you both have to go to work and <laughs> we will make sure that happens. But, you know, I think we all have similar goals, um, you know, and uh, helping promote the trades, the next generation, you know, really trying to educate those that's a noble, great and lucrative career. You know, what do you think we can do as manufacturers, as plumbers and trade advocates to really help spread the word to kids, young adults, that this is an opportunity for them? You know, what do you think is something that we can do to help promote the trades? I mean, getting getting into schools, I think is I, I think that's a common thing that at least I've been hearing. And, you know, again, I started way late in life at least i'm not way late but i started later i started in my 30s um had i known really what plumbing was about you know especially with service because i'm very add and service for me like really works being able to go to a bunch of different jobs in a day yeah and uh you know, working in a team where with other other plumbers and building com camaraderie and there's just a lot of stuff I don't think is talked about. I don't know. I mean, I don't at least hear it talked about. What I hear usually about the trades is that your journeyman treats you like dog trash, right? And uh, you know, you you get stuck on a broom. And I, I understand like that is true in a lot of applications, especially in new construction. But like on the service side. Um, at the companies that I've worked for, like I've been blessed, man, to work with teams and companies that like valued like respect. And when I was learning and even the guys that I was teaching, 
and do teach like we we give opportunity and respect to one another and we help try to make each other better plumbers and like it's just a really non-toxic atmosphere yeah and i feel like there are a lot of companies like that out there that that do actually have like real good core values and they want to they want to grow the business so I feel like if if younger people know, like you're not just gonna. I mean, they might, but they yeah. they won't just go to a company uh, and be treated like trash. But they can go somewhere to really learn a career that can support you and a family. Right. Like absolutely. In this absolutely. high inflated life we live in, you can you can make money and provide for your family and feel a sense of reward from it. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's just not talked about enough. Like when I was in high school, the only question people were worried about is what college are you going to? Where are you applying to college? Uh, and nobody was really asking like, what do you want to do or, or how are you going to make money in life? So I think a lot of people end up with degrees that they don't really need or they don't want to use. And so I think what Odie could do is um, – I, I guess get into career centers. I know we had a career center in my school, but we didn't have any trades representation or anybody talking about that as a viable option. Um, so yeah, I love seeing like the workshops that you guys do at different schools and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, just putting it out there because I think if it's talked about more, more people would choose it because um, they don't really want to go to college. That's just where people push them to. Right. I would agree with you. Where they're going to thrive. Yeah, I would agree. Well, thank you both for your time today. It was so great to get to know both of you a little bit further and hear about your stories, your successes. And I know um, from mine, I so appreciate the partnership that you guys both have with us as an organization. You are amazing brand ambassadors for us, um, and we appreciate all the work that you do. So thank you. Yep. I I got to, like, what's the word? Repeat that? Yeah. No. Agree. Ditto. Ditto. That's it. Ditto. <laughs> I got to ditto that. Uh, we uh, we appreciate you guys a lot. We thank you guys for everything you're doing uh, for us, for the community. I mean, you guys are awesome. You got it. Thanks, ditto guys. That. Yeah, <laughs> ditto <you>. that, right? <laughs> uh, uh,